0: hi bad form podcast it is am welcome colin (laughs) like
1: that (laughs) hello everyone and welcome to highly suspect bonus episode one i'm your host and game master ben frisch and joining me today is colin baker and we are here to talk about bad form season two yep so bad form has been about four years in the making this is the third iteration and the one that's actually stuck.
0: We, we started trying to do it right after our first Star Wars campaign ended, right? Which yeah. lasted about two years, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, and then we just never were happy with it.
1: Yeah. No, there was always life stuff that got in the way of actually making it happen. Mm-hmm. Started this version and, and actually
0: forced ourselves to put it out. Yeah, finally. The, I think,
1: <laughs> finding out one of the hardest things to do when you're creating something is to just get it out. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Once you're forced to do it mm-hmm. every <laughs> weekend, it's a lot easier to find the time.
1: Yep. And we met West and Andrew, and it was just kind of a perfect fit mm-hmm. for a group of guys to play games. Yep. Andrew's one of those old school D&D players, and he said that even though it's only been 24 sessions it's the longest campaign he's ever played (laughs) considering he's been playing since the 80s like (laughs) yeah yeah
0: has Wes played RPGs before
1: no uh he said that he's at least played a session
0: yeah but it's it's always nice to have someone that's new so that you know what questions need to be answered for someone who hasn't played a bunch of RPGs before yeah
1: and it was actually perfect because we wanted to find people who didn't know a lot about star wars to play
0: yeah again because then you know when you say Onderon, you have to explain what what yeah. Onderon is it's not just assumed
1: yeah no uh colin and i we've been really heavy into star wars for a couple of years more than a couple more years. than a couple of years <laughs> I, I think, think one yeah. of the things and one of the, i can't remember which episode where you're saying it's really hard to come up with the name of something inside of this room like just making up a name because everything in the room that we're in currently is Star Wars related. Yeah. Star Wars. All everything. I look at is is
0: those original McQuarrie drawings of Starkiller mm-hmm. fighting Vader and yep. Boba Fett, all that hero-fied stuff you have
1: up. The yep. little sign is the Jeremy Bullock. Yep. Boba Fett. Yeah. Yeah. Which actually kind of leads me to one of my one of the questions that we were asked. And it was about... We got a couple... Um, my mispronunciation of Star Wars races, which comes from me having books when I was a kid <laughs> and just being an idiot, stupid kid. <laughs> what
0: what uh, do you have any examples?
1: Yeah, uh, in the first few episodes, Vero Din he's a devaronian and I was pronouncing it Devorian, only because I've been saying it like that since I was a kid. Wasn't focused on how the letters were structured, you know, just. I
0: think the only reason I ever thought it was Deveronian was because of what? whatever The Jedi. Yeah. Yeah. Deveron.
1: Yeah. No. And that makes total sense. It does. But as, as a kid. But as a kid, you know, you just. <laughs> why would you know Deveron? Yeah. No. So that's to answer one of those. Most of my my mess ups when talking about Star Wars races comes from the mind of a child. <laughs> who's. Which you still have. Which I still have and yeah so um, I mean there's
0: a bunch of other ones though like I know for a long time we listened to campaign mm-hmm. which I think everyone that's listening to this has yeah. Um and what they would say transdotion exactly and it's really hard when it's not movie stuff mm-hmm. you have to rely on audiobooks where all of them pronounce stuff slightly differently and exactly. characters have accents and say things differently but yeah I mean you know we we do our best
1: yeah and as far as writing the story goes we try to keep it as canon as possible
0: right and canon friendly where we're not doing something that's going to get erased later on yeah
1: we do do our best with that um
0: yeah so you can't be perfect
1: i don't know if how many people caught caught it but uh tezka is the only canon character i've ever put in an rpg she is the queen, the Pike Queen, and you see her in the book Dark Disciple. Quinlan Voss and Asajj Ventress save her from the Black Sun with her two kids. And before it's all over, you see the Black Sun invade Obadiah, and you never know their fate, and I f- kind of assumed that she would probably never be used again. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Um, so we can use her as a character to do just about anything we want. Yeah.
0: I, I loved it. Well, and that was also, you only had like 20 minutes to write that, right? Yeah. Because you, we ended up just kind of having an open slate for where to go there. And Mm -hmm. I chose rat attack because I love rat attack because of previous characters I've played. Yep. And uh, then you just had to come
1: up with somebody there and there's not much about rat attack. There's barely anything. (laughs) So it's, that's one of the hard parts about GMing is, and trying to stick with, with canon material is picking places and people who you don't feel like will ever be influenced by Disney's new canon. Yeah. But uh, before we get into the episodes on season two to kind of do a little recap, I want to kind of talk about the difference between how I view season one and how I view season two. And season one, like we said, this is the third iteration of Bad Form that we've attempted. Season one was a really big, let's prove that we can do it. Let's not worry about character development. Let's just play some fun missions and stories right. together. Right. Uh, season two was kind of my, I want to learn more about the three of you more than anything else. I guess I was always kind of worried that the first season felt light but it was definitely fun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: No, and obviously people, people seem to like it. Oh yeah. No. I, I worry about it getting too, too heavy (laughs) where we're at now. Yeah. That's, but I'm I'm, not to say we need to change anything. I I love it because like you said, we're finally, we're getting into that character development that we kind of missed out on certain times. For sure. Also, it's just, that's hard. That's hard to play. I mean, none of us are like improv people or anything. We like playing RPGs together. You know, we're friends, but... We're not improv people.
1: I'm running out of voices. <laughs> <laughs> You're running I don't, out of voice? Yeah, no, no. I mean, how do I make each character sound different at this point? <sighs> yeah, just deep, deep guttural, <laughs> which I think somebody already mentioned on one of the things. They said like... Uh, I like how Ben is gruff with everybody. It's like that's. It's hard to do, Brie lot, to try to even sound feminine at all. Not to say that well, I, not to
0: sound like you could be offensively feminine,
1: right? I could be. Yeah, that's no. Awful. No one wants that. No. We're getting to the point to where I'm actually trying to experiment with, with changing my voice a little bit as we go.
0: Yeah, which we shied away from at the beginning, mostly because if we're starting
1: out, like it's hard. It's hard to edit an episode. Yeah. Which editing episodes, uh, that's actually the second most asked question I think we get is how much we edit. We are not an easy group to keep on task. (laughs) And we do a lot of rule book searching, a lot of things that we find funny that nobody else would find funny. Yeah. (laughs) A lot of that. (laughs) That I spend hours each week cutting around it's never to take anything away from the story it's just to make it flow better it's to make it make any sense at all yeah yeah Yeah, because we'll be halfway through just talking about oh we're doing this and then somebody will say something about something that made us laugh earlier that day and then we'll just lose it yeah so we do edit the episodes um
0: i'd say pretty heavily like you put a lot of time in doing it i don't have to edit shit
1: yeah (laughs) which i love the past few episodes i think we've been more on task so i haven't had to spend as much time doing it so i know i have been yeah because garrick's
0: sad and i can't i can't handle recording these episodes it's too much but um yeah no i i mean i think i pushed at the beginning for them to be really heavily edited and just be a really polished final product you know i i love long podcasts and stuff but Mm -hmm. I also really really enjoy a really tight just tailor-made episode you know and I think those tell the best story you know or the the cleanest story at the very least
1: for sure so let's go ahead and get started with talking about season two and starting with season two episode one Karana and the introduction of Andrew's new character being this far in We now officially know what his twist is, and it's made me rethink everything about his character, how he was introduced, what he's been doing on the ship, his addiction, and I think it's going to lead to some pretty pretty messy stuff in the future.
0: Yeah, I mean, all Wes and I have been talking about in person is how we're going to kill Andrew's character now. (laughs) Yeah, and Andrew
1: doesn't want his character to die, but he he agreed to do it. Yeah. Yeah. God, that was a tough day. That was a, that, was a, that was a heavy episode. Yeah. Listening back, I think it was heavier in here than it was on the episode. You <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. You cut out a lot of silence. Yeah, there was a lot of Ugh. just minutes of pondering and, and just kind of soul searching that went into it. But that's he was introduced, um, wanted it to feel a little bit more cinematic going from the cuts between Wes's character back to you in the prison. Mm-hmm. And your eventual reunion, which gets me into one of my questions from Mike Edens: Did you have any character concepts in mind when creating Hoskarda? He reminds me of Honda Onaka. Yeah, I think probably Honda was in the back of my mind the whole time making anybody that's a pirate. Yeah, that but, never
0: occurred to me, but I mean, he's like one of the best Star Wars characters yeah, ever. He's no, he's definitely like top three for me. Yeah, no,
1: Honda's great. And And Jim Cummings is definitely the best voice actor in Star Wars. For sure. I mean, they made an animatronic out of him. Yeah. Galaxy's Edge. I can't stop looking at it. (laughs) I think our biggest fear, I wasn't even thinking about Hondo um, because we kept thinking about Guardians of the Galaxy and that Cass is a little human boy who's found by a blue man and (laughs) taken through the galaxy and learns how to become a pirate kind of deal when you lay it all out when you lay it out it was like oh we accidentally did guardians of the galaxy (laughs) so it was after realizing that just trying to figure out how to make it even just slightly different at all yeah which i think we're getting there yeah did you you
0: talked in episode about hosk stats right yeah yeah. that's my favorite thing you've done so far yeah
1: (laughs) hosk has one better in everything than Cass
0: always. always, like Cass improves, so does Hosk. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I
1: love it. Yeah. So reunited, you made sure, and which is why I love Edge of the Empire so much. Are the destiny points, and Colin, you have a really, uh, you're very good at using them to ruin anything <laughs> that I've come up with in my head. <laughs> And this actually might be
0: that's why I try to always end an episode with like three yeah stacked up not using them just in case you have something you like
1: yeah so um, <laughs> the introduction of Lom was because you gave me a destiny point saying there should be a black sun guard just patrolling around the ship did I do that Lom was because of you um, I made Lom yeah you made LOM. oh I
0: love Lom too. that's
1: yeah. great and All then right. in this episode you're like I want Lyric to come back, the Bothan from the Gladiator episode, who is also from our original campaign that inspired us to do this at all. <laughs> Lyric has been you in every campaign we've mm-hmm. played, yep. right? Yeah. Lyric is 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 the closest you can get to me in Star Wars character form. Well, yeah, didn't you had
0: surgery the night before we introduced Lyric, right? Yeah, yeah. I was and in the hospital were for a week. all messed up and we were playing with a couple old friends.
1: Uh huh. Yeah, no, I was and in the hospital so for a week. So high. Yeah. <laughs> they had me loaded up on painkillers, but I still wanted to play, even after being in the hospital for a week. <laughs> and I was just being a, a goob, just a weird goober. Just being lyric. Yeah. <laughs>
0: When you could handle it, you fell asleep a few times because mm-hmm. you were sitting in a recliner like 10 feet away from the table. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Man, that's that's, that's, that's weird. weird to think about. Yeah,
0: But that's Lyric. That's Lyric. And he's still here. Still kicking.
1: Yeah. So we introduced him. I, there wasn't much in that episode that I had planned differently. It all just kind of fell into place and you guys did a awesome job of role playing it. So I didn't have to do much. But in the next episode, um, The Warden, where you guys make it to the Dunium facility. Right. You can't see it because it's an audio format. I drew a nice, big, giant big, map. of expansive the expansive fa- map. Nice, oh, big yeah. map of the facility. Ooh, you can go in here, find some items. Uh, you can do this and this. And this is the most irritating thing, I think, the most irritating episode as far as drawing that map. Because you went straight for the elevator with Karana. You made your way up, and then you went and fought him without the help of anybody else. I don't know. That doesn't sound like Garrick at all. So Karana's up there with you. I still have this massive map I haven't used. (laughs) Um, Lyric and Cass go to the right where there was going to be a computer console with a lot of information on it. Lyric and Cass look at it and go, I don't know what to do with that.
0: Yeah. We were escaping prison. Who needs information?
1: And then Cass goes in the next room, fails a roll. So I had all these things uh, that I wanted to give you guys that I couldn't because nobody did anything with it. And I guess, you know, I could have pushed you towards there a little, little more, but... No.
0: You start- That's no fun. It's not fun when you put us on rails. like.
1: <laughs> yeah. But you started the fight with one of my favorite Garrick-Ga-Line's which is what are you doing in my chair because <laughs> I, I still don't understand it
0: <laughs> but that's the thing like if you were that warden you'd probably be a little angry right like you were probably a little like what the what the hell yeah like no. he would
1: be that's why i just told him to start firing yeah there's there nothing after that it's perfect you guys battle through great
0: fight I never really thought about it that way. It's because I know how to get under your skin that I can get under any NPC's skin. Yeah. It's like a superpower.
1: Yeah, I guess we should say that you and I have been friends for... We've known each other since we were six. So it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a minute. You you guys decided to leave the warden alive um, of the prison. That was neat. Because I want to... <laughs> Because now I feel like I have to bring him back in some way.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's where I was starting to think, you know, maybe Garrick's just, maybe he's, I don't know if he's, he's vengeful or if he's just kind of tired. <laughs> yeah. It's just, he's killed a lot of people, you know? Yeah. I don't well, know. He well, probably thinks about that, that guy he helped OD every once in a while with just a tinge of oh, guilt. Oh yeah. That was brutal. Yeah, that's when I was drinking
1: when we would record. (laughs) Oh, have we talked about that? No, season one, the Gladiator episode. That was about three hours long. I want to say that. Yeah, I was blacked out for two. Yep. We were so stinking drunk. Well,
0: because we wanted to make mead, so we had to finish that that gallon of Carlo, right? Yep, Carlo
1: (laughs) Rossi, sponsored by Carlo Rossi. Sponsored by Carlo. Car- uh, never mind.
0: <laughs> it, you sound like it is sponsored. It was, well, and then also
1: Wes had whiskey. Yeah, the fact that I was even able to edit it at all <laughs> because we were just giggle boxes and yeah, just stopped playing for a while and <laughs> <laughs> you got really attached to um, Vasic Chirac, who was a character from episodes prior saying uh vasic more like asshole and you kept saying that over and over and over again and laughing
0: That's cuz that's a good joke. I stand by that. You on you, 100% you thought that was
1: about the funniest thing you ever heard. But uh <laughs> Yeah, we don't drink when we play anymore. I think because of that. Mostly. Just <laughs> starting recording and I had to get up and go spit in the sink for like 10 minutes. <laughs> that's right. Cuz I was oh like my- yeah, really you're like we that. might need to oh. <laughs> but i think you can barely tell we were drunk now after cutting now out. that you say that though you can probably go back and listen to it
0: it's gonna sound terrible on a second listen yeah maybe it'll sound fun though
1: yeah that's what we want i right? think andrew was sober yeah and i think he was a rock <laughs>
0: It's funny because he's
1: the most reliable one out of all of us by far. Oh, yeah. Well, and then his characters. My God. Andrew's done every job you can think of. Yeah. He was even a cop for a little bit. That guy. He's just a crazy person. He has no business hanging cop, out with he's us. He's a
0: magician. Yeah. He's a ventriloquist.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Um, My God. What what else? I can't remember. He has no business hanging out and playing with us. Yeah but he no. does anyway. Yeah.
0: That's why we appreciate him.
1: Which speaking of Andrew, I think the most controversial thing about this season is the half of pe- half of the people who love Andrew's new voice and the other half <laughs> who hate it.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah. all I'm
1: going to say about it is character voices are hard and we're not voice actors. We're doing our best. I could be. Okay.
0: <laughs> you just make it a little squeaky. Yeah, Kind of annoying.
1: Easy. I have to listen to your voice every week.
0: You have to listen to me drop it a lot too, I imagine.
1: Yeah. But then moving on to um, episode three, the dreadnought. There was a big debate in my head about what you guys would do after you got off of the moon. Um, and there was the dreadnought that you could go to. And I think the original plan was to have you guys just fight through it and take it over with Hosk. <sighs> which would have been combat after combat after combat, you know. Yeah, me sitting at a, a soak of one. Yeah, it would have been miserable. And it's
0: still wound threshold 12,
1: right? Yeah, I could not have done that Yeah, <laughs> coming out of there. So I decided to let you guys do whatever you wanted, which is whenever you said you wanted to go to rat attack. Right. Um, this kind of goes into a question from Mitchell Hawkins. How much do you prepare in advance for an episode in case they go more off script than you were expecting? And the best answer to that is I've started just writing very basic outlines. Um, when I'm writing anything for a session, I'll write a new character, I'll write their motivations, what they want, and what I think their attitude towards the players will be and then i just write on another paper what everything looks like whether it's the planet uh spaceship stations anything um and i let them do kind of whatever they want in that moment you were writing a lot more Mm -hmm. right first season yeah which now pages have turned into (laughs) just one page of outlines yeah yeah. um it's just
0: it's futile because it's gonna go if it gets used at all
1: it's gonna be mangled right i had a few story beats that it wouldn't have mattered what planet they picked yeah you just decided to make it rat attack and then tezka Krim came about 20 minutes after you decided that because we took a small break and i was like well you know if there was a canon character i'd use it'd be it'd be her Mm-hmm. and also you can probably tell that's when the last season of Game of Thrones was happening because it feels very <laughs> intriguing <laughs> <laughs> and short because mm-hmm. we were trying to get, to, get trying trying done to get in time to, <laughs> trying to get done in time for Game of Thrones which is why I love this season so much because there's so much outer rim politics happening around your main mission of just finding Lom. You know, yeah, you're like influencing all these events happening through the huts and the Black Sun and the Pikes and maybe a few new ones coming up after the break. And really, the one goal is just to find Lom. Just find Lom.
0: Easy. Why are you saying find Lom instead of free Lom? Is he dead?
1: No. Are you telling me he's dead right now? Okay. So you guys meet Teska Krim and you take a simple job for. Her. And Tezka's whole purpose is to be the one good character you guys ever meet. What were your thoughts first playing? First like first impressions
0: of Tezka Krim? I think I was a little uh little starstruck. Yeah. <laughs> because I love Dark Disciple. Yeah. Um yeah, I I don't think I really thought about her much. I don't think Garrick did until that last episode when you said that we came back and it was actually getting better. She was following through on the things that she was saying at the time. It's just like, okay, another crime Lord says they're better than the other crime Lords. Cool.
1: Yeah. Whatever. But she's doing something to prove it. Yeah. So you guys meet Teska Krim. Uh, she tells you to go hunt down the rat attack, red jackets, pirate Kodo Nesh. Oh, which that's fun. Yeah.
0: Because the Rat Attack Red Jackets were a gang that I made up for my most, no, a couple characters ago. Mm-hmm. It was a little weak way. Yep. Oh, man. All based
1: on Rat Attack. Yeah. That's one of those uh, times as a GM where you realize that you threw too much at the players and three minion groups and uh, a nemesis character is a lot.
0: I didn't notice. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't scared. That, again,
1: I was still at one soak. Like, so but then after everything's all said and done with the queen, you guys go back to Quinn Station to find Darin and Kuna in the hopes of learning a little bit more about where Llam is, which one of the coolest combat sessions you guys have done. Because whenever you think about the tram heist, that all happens in like a minute maybe under a minute yeah yeah definitely like it was so efficient and Mm -hmm. so great and you know i always love adar i think he's my favorite he's my favorite NPC.
0: i didn't even think about him whenever i was thinking of my that because they're also just really fun just to play garrick and adar together
1: which i guess we should say uh we were talking about our buddy tim and he ran a just fun session just for us where I played Adar and you played a younger Garrick. Yeah, hoping to get that up soon. Yeah, no, that that episode,
0: or that session was so fun and we did it right before going back to see Adar again. Mm-hmm. Which I love because that was just I think it really for me informed how deep their relationship goes and how much Garrick does really care about Adar yeah. which makes the decision later on to save him yeah that much harder but then we got to play with Kuna yep you got, and to, see got Kuna to get again. a little closer to him a character that I was just like that nobody mm-hmm. never met the guy who cares yeah he's just a strong boy that we gave to Adar <laughs>
1: <laughs> good strong boy good strong boy Which I think in the future of the campaign, Adar is going to want to know where you guys are, and he's going to contact you. I don't want to talk about that right now. We'll get there when we get there. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I don't have the free time to just cry. (laughs) But then the season wraps up with revelation from Andrew about Karana being a traitor and secretly working for NOLA. Eric finally gets to talk to the queen and I think she shows that she cares yeah yeah I was
0: really struck by that that was was more than I was expecting
1: Mm -hmm. when writing that session we were were talking about doing just like a two month time jump after you killed Kuna Mm -hmm. and just seeing what the aftermath of that was but I like the way we did it yeah yeah it ended up being one of my favorite episodes, I think.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: It felt like shit. <laughs> but. So. Because it meant something. When we come back from the mid-season break, we're going to make it fun again. We're going to do some fun stuff. You're going to try to. Get away from some of that heavy. I don't know. I don't know if Garrick's ready. I do want to say that if uh, anybody remembers the history of Savarine, that should give them a clue into what's going to happen next. So look that up. (laughs) 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 So we got one more question before we just wrap it up, and that's from John Priest. Does character creation and leveling up take place off mic? And yes, it does yeah when it happens when it happens i'm really bad about giving out experience points that's why in last week's apology whenever you heard me say take 25 experience now please that was colin reminding me to give experience for sessions and sessions and sessions of not giving it
0: because i've been waiting to hit dedication yeah that whole time oh
1: so wonderful yeah everything takes place off off mic um
0: we could start doing that real quick. We could know? if We're, you'd
1: be interested in that,
0: we could totally we could totally do that. Yeah. We've been meaning to post the character sheets on there forever. I know I wanted to uh thank people for for commenting on everything. Yeah. on social seriously. media and apologize to the people I'm I'm sure I've missed. I'm doing Instagram and Twitter and you're doing Reddit mm-hmm. and we're kind of both doing a little Facebook, so that one gets even more difficult.
1: And then the email, I think we just both also do.
0: Yeah, yeah, the contact form on the site. I think that's the best way to to reach us. Yep. out of all of it, most but definitely, we love it, and everywhere else too. It's, um, it's been awesome. So people have been super super cool, especially on Twitter. I think mm-hmm. Kim in the North has been been meming a couple episodes. And yeah. that's the coolest thing in we the got world. A couple
1: memes. Oh my god, I love it. I guess, yeah, we are officially past five thousand downloads, and we're super exciting. We're now eight hundred and fifty-two on the uh, <laughs> iTunes Games and Hobbies podcast list. Yeah, so
0: so if anybody's actually listening to this episode, yeah, I mean, throw us an iTunes review.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, the iTunes reviews that's, actually really really it. help. We've got some super cool ones yeah. so far. So thanks to everyone who's been listening. It's been awesome. Oh yeah. We love doing it. And next Monday, we'll be taking a break and we'll have one more bonus episode on the 15th before we return on the 22nd.
0: Yeah. We're taking three weeks off to catch up. Yep. Putting out this episode and bonus in the meantime.
1: Give us which time is just to, yeah.
0: Role playing still, but different storyline. It's Garrick and Darren.
1: Yep. Yeah. And then as far as how these episodes are going to appear on the feed. What were you thinking about doing?
0: What I want to do is we'll tag this in iTunes as a bonus episode. So it shouldn't show up in the main feed the same way. Um, Cause I don't want someone to find this as the most recent episode and listen to it. Right. Yeah. So hopefully depending on the podcatcher that people use, it'll show up separately. Um, and I don't think this will be a permanent thing. Um, we've just we've both listened to podcasts that you have to like dig through 25 episodes to find the one piece of content you're looking for and it's infuriating I want to be able to listen to something chronologically from the first episode to the last and then get the bonus stuff after yeah so I think we'll try to keep up just a few bonus episodes at a time Um, if people like this we can go back through and do the same thing for the first season and answer more questions. We'll put out a bigger call for it for sure this time or next time. If we do it sweet, that's, that's what I'm thinking. Sounds perfect.
1: Thanks for listening to us. Just talk. Um, We'll be off the eighth and we'll have another bonus episode on the 15th. And then on the 22nd, we'll be back to the main story. Yep. And again, thank you for listening and may the force be with you.